Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 304. And the win. We go. Wait, so get a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my job. I'm a mold breaker. Drink a plan into war. About to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty, and <sighs> delicious. I'm here joined, once again, the man himself, Vacant. Vacant, welcome back. Is the summer vacant, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. The summer vacant. You know, nobody is here to, you know, keep you company, you know, talk, talk wrestling. So, you know what? I had nothing to do today. So, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Anything happened today? Record the show on Friday. Did anything happen today? Uh, I was away from my phone. I don't know. Did anything happen? You know, no, no, it, you know it, it's weird. You know, I feel like, you know, people were going outside to get some fresh air. You know, I, I, I wasn't invited. Were you invited? No, I didn't get any texts. No, no. There were a lot of people outside. Uh, yeah, was it, but, was it that nice out? Not, yeah, I mean, a few clouds. I got scared. I thought there was going to be a thunderstorm, so I had yeah. to go out. You know, I'm not really a people person. <laughs> I Older I get, night. me neither, yeah. <laughs> I come in at night and talk wrestling. Uh, other stuff, not so much. Do we want to talk about this? I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, mean, we, I got I, my opinions. I got my opinions, and I'm sure people will, will probably disagree, but I'm just, I'm just going to say this. It's very historic. Yeah. It's unprecedented. It's not, it, you know, I, I felt like when I heard the news today, I'm like, wow, I'm actually going through this. You know, like this is, you know, when people went through it in 72 mm-hmm. and in the early 90s, you know, those were moments of history. Now you're going through that moment of history. I mean, I mean, you and our generation went through 9-11, yeah. you know, Afghanistan and, and all these other things. First black president. And now you're going through this. And I'm sure there are a lot of people right now who are scared or confused or or even joyful if you're on the side that are for the decision today. But I do believe that not everyone in this country is, uh, is inherently evil. No, no, of course not. You know, uh, you can be misguided, but whether you whether you think what's on the left is misguided or what's on the right is misguided, that's up to you. But I'm just going to say that in terms of women's rights, it's a big below. Um, Understatement. But I understand that there are people who go through rape which is never ever ever okay and you know i've seen people who can't have kids you know and and they try hard and they try hard and and it's unfortunate for them too and i think reproductive health need, needs needs a, a lot of attention i don't think rape is okay if you put someone through that and and, and they don't want to have this pregnancy that should be on them and and i'm kind of old-fashioned if you want to have a kid it's something you establish between you and your partner you would think. You know, uh, should it be forced upon? <laughs> if it's a health issue where the pregnancy, you know, can kill your partner, I think that should be discussed. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, I mean, if it was me, my wife all the way. That's just me. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a gamble, you know, like people will say, Stupid. hey, you know, we should go with the baby should still be born and all that stuff. But you know what? 
I'd rather be with my wife than be alone. Oh yeah. So that, and that's that's the gamble here. You may not agree with me. I might. I might. Uh, you, people might hate me. When you hear but, your family, welcome all opinions here. You know, I take it seriously. I mean, I heard the news. I I I, I was expecting this to happen because mm-hmm. we heard it weeks ago. But I just hope that I'm actually thankful that I we live in a state where. Oh yeah, please, thank God. You know, we live in a state where there's inclusion, there's respect for reproductive rights. There's, you would think there's respect for women, um, and we're very progressive. And I just hope that for those who feel like you've been defeated today, defeat is just a learning process. There are ways to fight. You can fight for this if you really believe in it. What, what doesn't matter what side you're on. But if you are one of those that feels a little scared right now, reassess. There is an election coming up, and if you like, and if you feel like there's no change because of the results of those elections, you can always take it upon yourself and run for office. Mm. Do do stuff in the community. You know, donate to Planned Parenthood or. or any other organization that provides abortion uh, health resources, whether it's lodging, travel, money towards the abortion procedure, like most companies are doing right now, et cetera, et cetera. If you feel like a friend is being persecuted because of this, you know, help them out. Uh, it doesn't matter what state you're listening from. I'm sure that respecting how a woman feels about such a decision like pregnancy, it's a little scary, but it's never okay when it's an incest issue. It's never okay when it's a rape issue. And when it comes to the endangering their health, you want them around longer. They, they can try again, hopefully. But that's where I'll leave it. Yeah, everyone's talking about how three justices voted against it mm-hmm. were appointed by a, the previous administration. Right. You notice no one's talking about, what's his name, Alito, appointed by W. He didn't win the popular vote. Right. Justices appointed by a president who lost the popular vote, making a decision that sent us back 50 years. It's, it's, it's fucking nuts. It's weird because so so you think about it, it's five people. Yep. Five people and here's the the other element of that. Five people appointed by two presidents who didn't win the popular vote. Mm-hmm. At least the first round. Mind you, I'm I'm counting Trump's one and only round. Yeah. Right? I think W won this probably the second time around. He, right? he did, yeah, cuz Kerry was weird. Yeah. So <laughs> um you have about 72 to 75% of the population saying they want abortion rights. Even Republicans, yeah, nuts. Right. Which again, this is not a religious religious issue and more a hand hands made tale issue. One in ten people, right? From what I I heard today, one in ten people want abortion ban at all costs. Doesn't matter the reason. So it's a little weird. So you have ten percent of the population, according to that little poll, <laughs> and then seventy two. So you have about eighteen percent of the population who just doesn't know where to go. Hmm. You know. So, but again, this is a majority issue, and I think, I know we say that this country is a democracy, and yeah, and it is a republic, but democracy is part of this republic. You need, we elect people because that's what democracy is, but our system is not really designed that way, especially when you have someone in, 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 the, in the executive office. It's not really a popular vote issue, it's, it's just this weird thing created in the past called the Electoral College. That is not really representative of the majority. There's a lot of things that need to change. A lot of things that need to change. And we talk all night about this. Yeah. We both have very strong opinions about this. But there was a meme that I really enjoyed. Mm. It says, the Constitution says you can't kill babies. Mm-hmm. Unless it's with a gun. <laughs> oh, my God. So this was trending all day today. <laughs> uh, this is serious. This is heavy. This is not fun to talk about. You know what is? Professional wrestling. Yes, it is. Other things trending included 
including the King of Kings, Triple H is in the news, NoDQ.com, at NoDQ.com. Triple H reportedly told people at the WWE Performance Center that he's back. Alfred Kanua at This Is Nasty. WWE NXT viewership dropped 25% from 2019 to 2022. A Triple H return would be a welcome sight, and not because he's going to reinstall the indie prototypes. He's not. But because he's one of the best minds in wrestling and one of the few WWE has developed. Mia Green at The Real Mio. Welcome back, King of Kings. The roster should be fired up. All hail the king. So it seems like Triple H is back. What does this mean for NXT? I can tell you one thing. The black and gold's not coming back. That I can tell you. Okay, fine, I'm fine with that. All right. What I can tell you is this. The direction of the character development that they have right there mm-hmm. is probably going to be booked a little better. Okay. Um, the interest in NXT has been lost for a minute. It, it feels kind of bland right now for the pa- for the wrestling palette. Really? At least for what we're used to. Okay. I mean, we're, we're used to a grungy NXT. Uh-huh. At least a hardcore fan is. And right now, I can tell you right now, that it doesn't mean that we're going to go back to that. We're going to go back to something that will definitely appeal to the fan a little better in this new NXT. And please stop calling it NXT 2.0. It's still NXT. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, yeah. Please, stop. But whether that means uh, more character development, whether it's better relations with the talent, uh, better opportunities, uh, better booking even, we'll see. I mean, Triple H, uh, Triple H really did a good job at the beginning of, uh, of when he was running NXT. So we'll see if it, it's, if it takes a different direction in terms of like and in, piquing our interest. And I, I hope to do that again. I mean, I, I've been to NXT, NXT shows back when it was in the black and gold. And it was fantastic. It was the, And you didn't even have to like watch TV, the, the, the storylines on TV every week mm-hmm. to just see great matches at a pay-per-view. So, oh, sorry, a premium live event. Yes, please get it right. I think that um, we'll see, only time can tell. I'm like I'm not gonna say that oh him coming back is gonna be the magic that sparks creative change. I mean we've all seen like at one point Eric Bischoff was running WCW he did great things, mm-hmm. but then when he came back the second time after getting fired nothing really happened. I'm not saying that WWE is going through a WCW thing, but you don't know in this culture right now. I mean you don't know if they if they want to eliminate certain elements of the old NXT that they don't want to bring back. But let's just hope that this is something positive for future superstars and the ones that they currently have booked. A lot of people from NXT who are now in the main roster, you know, give praise to Triple H. A lot of people call him, what, daddy or something like that because of the, um, the way the relationship he built with them. Right. He created, molded NXT to what it is or what it was today. I still watch NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. You're just great matches. NXT 2.0 still has great matches. Right. And I think it was... Sam Roberts on After the Bell podcast. Mm-hmm. He made a great comparison how you have right, NXT 2.0 is full of unknown characters. Mm-hmm. A lot, some people are green. A lot of people getting national TV exposure for the first time. Mm-hmm. So they're learning the ropes. They're trying to flush out their character, develop a character, develop their promo skills. Learning now on live TV. Last time this has happened was when NXT started. That's true. Right? I think the problem... So just give it... I have to cut you off. But yeah. just, if you're not a fan of NXT now... In ring product, not all the matches great. No, no. But there are a lot anywhere. of there. There are a lot anywhere. of good. Ba- yeah, there are a lot of good matches. There's some interesting storylines, interesting characters. So the NXT 2.09 right now, and I never thought about that. Is very comparable to when NXT started years ago. So just in, go for it now. If you're not a fan of it now, 
come back in a little bit of time when things are more flushed, when the characters are actually developed, when you can connect to a character, have a fan favorite, because you don't know who to root for or whatever. I think people just got used to the people that were there beforehand. Like, you know, you had Champa and... Yeah, exactly. You know, the Undisputed Era and all that stuff. And they, they were the stalwarts of the old NXT brand. And now... And they were there for a long time. You yeah. know, so every time you tune into NXT, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to see my boy, you know, Roderick Strong or like Adam Cole yeah, back when Adam Cole was there. Bebe. You know, so we were so used to these characters just being there. They were basically, as AEW has their pillars, they, they were the pillars of NXT. I think in this case, it's a case of uh, change is a bitter pill to swallow because mm-hmm. it's tough to accept at first, but you need to give it time. And change mm-hmm. is hard to accept. Very hard, yeah. So I know, as a, I know for me, like I'll admit it, like it, it's been difficult for me to watch NXT because, but but I know for sure that it's because I'm maybe not giving these guys a chance. You know, that's what it is because you're not connected. So no I'm not connected to them. But you know what? I have to accept the fact that the reason NXT changed is because the stalwarts of NXT are gone. Yeah, true. And I'm saying I'm admitting it. You know, I I think I I did something wrong in not give, giving them the chance. But you also have to accept the fact that without and without new blood, there's no longevity. Mm-hmm. True, got to evolve. Yeah. So NXT's first started out, there was no real. I didn't watch it back then. Right. But I'm sure there's a lot of indie darlings. Right. No big main names. Right. So when you were watching it, you didn't know what the fuck's going on. I, I would watch the uh, takeovers. Right. Not. I don't know what these people are. Don't know their storylines and matches. Mm-hmm. But eventually, the characters came established. You got stalwarts. You got main eventers. You got fan favorites. Mm-hmm. So then. When you had the established characters, you were able to integrate new people. Right. So, who's this guy? Oh, what the fuck is this? Who is she? But you would watch it to get to the guys you know. Right. To get to that point, you got to do what NXT 2.0 is doing right now. So, I've read some stuff on Twitter that NXT is kind of... People are trying to turn the tide with NXT mm-hmm. in a more favorable opinion. I hope so. NXT, there's uh, no I'm, competition now anyway. I mean, and, and mind yeah. you, it, it's not like NXT had a competition. But I mean, if you're going to be one of those people that thought that you know NXT was bad because it was beaten by AEW mm-hmm. in the short-lived Wednesday Night War, yeah. I think you're a little mistaken there. AEW was getting high ratings because it was a new boy in town. That's it. With established names. With established names yeah. that were famous elsewhere. Yeah. Not necessarily WWE, but elsewhere. ROH, NJPW, et cetera, et cetera. NXT would always have the casual fan. Whether that was me, you, people we know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They were still going to have banger matches. They were still going to have their great takeovers. And that because AEW beat them in the ratings doesn't mean that NXT was necessarily a bad product. It really wasn't. Thank you. It really wasn't. And, and especially at the beginning of AEW, they still had their pillars. Gargano, Ciampa, like, to name a few. So... We'll see where this goes in this new one. I mean, again, only reason Black and Gold was established and why it was ended was because the people that we loved, like Gargano and Ciampa, like I mentioned before, were gone. Now they're in the main roster. Gargano's a free agent. We'll see what happens now. Do you know who's running NXT now? I think, wasn't it Shawn Michaels? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Were you now with Triple H? Good things happen with DX, man. Can't wait. So, like, the wife's in charge. Uh, yeah, you yeah. heard that news too? Yeah. So, I guess she has the final say in everything, even though Nick Khan's the president. When this, when Triple H was removed from NXT and all his boys got gone, got gone, is that a sentence? People blamed Nick Khan. Right. Now, Stephanie's in charge. Triple H is back all of a sudden. 
is this a Nikon decision? Is Nikon going with it? Is Nikon saying succeeding? Like, all right, Steph, you can do have this. I don't think it's a Nikon. I'm curious decision. what the backstage story is here. Like how Triple H allowed back when he was just fucking given a new title, removed from his old position, given some sort of other random title and I don't not, think, nothing, I don't think no hands Nick, in NXT. I don't think it's a Nikon decision, as more as I think it's a stress based religion uh decision, sorry. Okay. This happened right around the, when he was when they uh, watered him down to put it in good terms. It was around the time he had his heart condition problem mm-hmm. back in July, I think it was. Yeah. So I, I think this is something where he feels up to par now where he can come back and actually really work. People want to I, I don't want to say that, you know, the politics with the old man and I'm not I'm not talking about the current situation with the old man. I'm, I'm talking about philosophy. Yeah, of course. Wrestling philosophy. Yeah. I think that's gone for now. I mean, or maybe he's taking a step back on that. So he's not going to fight Vince that much on it. I don't think yeah. there's any favoritism involved either because he just happens to be married to the interim CEO of yeah. the company. I don't think it's anything to do with that. I think this is just Triple H is, just wants to be back. And I think he's ready to not assume the full reign of what they took away from him. But I think if WWE is really scared of like you know, oh, you know, the losing eyes on a product, then we need to bring back someone that put the eyes on a product. Mm. But I, 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 I honestly, it, me personally, it has to do with the fact that he's actually back. Yeah, he is ready. He doesn't have the stress of oh, I don't have to perform anymore. I can fully invest myself. True, in the product that I helped to create, which I think was his passion. Right. Training the next generation. Yes. He did a great job with it. Well, for basketball fans, by the way, it does hearken to Michael Jordan coming Ooh. back. Do you remember Michael Jordan when he came back after his with first Wizards? Yeah. yeah. No, no, with the Bulls. Oh, okay. 45? Time. Yeah, when when he went for the second three-peat, he, uh, he just said two words. I'm back. Shout out to Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, <laughs> as someone who likes NXT, black and gold, and 2.0, this is good news, man. Nothing, nothing but good news here. Give I'm sure there's some trolls. Give it a shot. And, and and I'm saying this to myself. I need to give it a shot too. Yeah. But we'll see. There's a lot of good shit happening in NXT. Yeah. Donate to your local NXT by attending one of their shows. And plus, it's actually fun. Yeah, I've been to a couple of takeovers yeah. with Black and Gold when I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I didn't, me too. One of my favorite times was I, I enjoy it popping up in my time hop every year. I think one of the first takeovers I went to when I wasn't watching it. Was didn't it know who, Didn't know who the fuck was it. Yeah. Yeah. And we were just leaving... Singing the uh, Bobby Roode theme song. Oh yeah, man! Bobby Roode's theme song. Something, Nakamura's. something, something, something. Lord, <laughs> were you at Mc, uh, were you one of those that showed up at McMahon's pub? No, no. Oh my god! I would love to. Have. After the show, it was bad. We made the DJ play the damn songs. Nice. It was sick. And you, people so you, would you still... say you took over? We took over <laughs> McMahon, mind you. And and how uh, you know ironic? Did I not that... hear about this? That's fucking fantastic. You need to hang out with us, man. We had the DJ just play it there, man. And they, fucking great. And then we just went home. It was great. Real quick, let's move on. Just for have some, let's have some fun here. WWE at WWE released an image of hyping up the return of John Cena saying, which current WWE Raw or SmackDown superstar is your dream opponent for John Cena? With pictures of Theory, mm-hmm. Gunther, Ricochet, Riddle, Omos, Champa, and Veer. Just six random people. Hmm. Who's your dream opponent for John Cena? Because John Cena, in my opinion, doesn't have, doesn't have that many dream matches left. I mean, I will pick Theory. And the only reason I say that is not because we all think that he's going to 
we all know he's going to eventually yeah, face yeah, him. Of course. But if you notice the side to side comparison of the two, mm-hmm. it's like mirror image. Yeah, this great. is a guy kind of like the same build, same build, you know same I mean? haircut. Same haircut, same shorts. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of the same. It's 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 like we're seeing this thing that happened twenty years ago. I remember he, there was rumor was that he went to Vince McMahon saying, "What do I got to do to be the face?" Right. And I mean, easily he could be the next John Cena. He could. If anybody could be right now, it's him. He could. He could be like that next that next the guy for the next generation. Yeah. But um, I mean, not Ricochet. I mean, and not Veer. Not not yet. Anyway. Um, well, uh, at Rion Rosick, why does John Cena and Champa sound pretty fire? No, no. At Maiden England ninety six, outside Gunther, this is such a terrible list. Like holy shit, um, clearly mistaken. Those are some hot names: John Cena against Theory, Gunther, Ricochet, Riddle, Omos, Champa, Veer, bangers. What John Cena does, he makes the best of his opponents. What really impressed me was John Cena against Umaga. I didn't care about Umaga. Umaga was just a beast. That was actually good. And it was just such... <laughs> but Umaga was good, though. He was good. I mean, yeah. like, but it was just... It made me... The way John Cena made him look... Yeah. elevated me even more. No, but yeah. But, like, the difference is, like, I could enjoy an Umaga, may he rest in peace, mm-hmm. match with John Cena. I enjoyed those. Yeah. I don't see that with Omos. Like, I, I really don't. I can see that with Veer. I don't see the, how the storyline, I don't see how it works, but I mentioned it last week. Someone who's impressing me week in week out is Riddle. Riddle's good, man. And I think he could use the rub of beating John Cena. He could. Are they? No. No, of course not. But is there anybody outside this list? Forget about the W universe. Yeah. Think about Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor. If John Cena can go head-to-head with anybody, who would you want? That's a really tough one for me. Because here's the thing, right? So uh-huh. we've seen him with Daniel. Yeah. Danielson. We've seen him with Punk. Mm-hmm. I don't think right now, like, him edging out to, like, these other guys in other companies would be wise for him. Would I like to see John Cena against Japanese guys? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'm not thinking of Japanese culture, so go for it. Yeah, like please. an Okada. I can see that. Okay. It hasn't been done. You know, I can see him with... You know the Samoans from the from, from the Bullet Club, but I I don't I don't see that in a like at least with the current AEW roster because we've been there done that. You know we've seen that before. 2011 we saw Punk Punk Cena. You know we've seen Jericho versus Cena. You, um, I don't know he doesn't wrestle that often. We've seen Paul White versus Cena. We've seen mm-hmm. Mark Henry versus Cena. We've seen all that. You know. Yep. Um, and the, and and I know people are going to be like, oh, this proves that you know the AEW hires WWE wrestlers. Everybody hires everybody else's wrestlers. Let's get that out of the way. But I'd like to see him with some Japanese guys and just make magic, bro. I mean, it, it's strong style versus you know the WWE style. You want to see that happen. You want to see? Uh, could we have seen like more like John Cena versus Nakamura matches? Sure. But you want it? You want you want something like out of Okada, out of, out of Tanahashi. Hell, even like Sack Saber Junior match would be great with him, but nothing really with like the current core AEW roster. I wouldn't see that right now. We see Miro versus Cena at yeah. one point. Probably WrestleMania, we were there. Yeah. yeah, so so going back to WWE though, I couldn't think of any. There's not many dream matches left because he's like Chad. He just faced a lot of people, but of course, John Cena's theory would be great. Yeah, that would be great. Going back to I think it was Sam Roberts again on After the Bell podcast talking about John Cena. 
isn't one of these part-timers that comes back and wins. He comes back and puts people over. Mm-hmm. He loses. So he's, obviously, if he comes back, goes against Theory, there's no way he's, there's no reason for him to beat Theory. No. So he's going to put over the younger talent no. and elevate him. Another fun fact, John Cena hasn't made an event at WrestleMania since, since 29. Yeah. But John uh, Cena, not a main eventer. He's here yeah. to just, he knows his role, put young people over. So for some reason, I don't know why I said this instantly when I was putting the show together, these two names came to my head. Ethan Page and Josh Alexander. I see maybe an Ethan Page. Ethan Page, great wrestler. So I, he's not really showing his case here at AEW, but in, back well, in Impact. Not really, because they're focusing on the other guy. Yeah, but back in Impact, yeah. those two guys were my highlights for me. The North, Josh Alexander is killing it. Hasn't had a bad match since. Just think him and John Cena go one-on-one against something dream matches outside WWE Universe. But I really think a Zack Sabre Jr. and John Cena match would be a banger. I don't think you're not the only one. Yeah. No, I, I, and, and legitimately, like, I know we're talking about, like, who would Zack's opponent beat, like, now, whatever. But if, if, if I had to pick a dream match, it would be those two. And I could see him putting over uh, oh, Sabre yeah. Jr. I see him putting over everybody. There's yeah. no Because, again, there's no reason for him to no, go there, over there, anybody. There's, he, he, there's no stock for him to lose. No, yeah. Because he's going to be gone after SummerSlam. Yeah, he's Peacemaker. So it's like, yeah, that too. But I wouldn't be mad about it. Yeah. You know, if he lost, he, he's he's done what he's needed to do. Unless WWE really wants to pull that trigger and have him beat Ric Flair's record. Which I, I wouldn't mind seeing. Which is a slow burn at this point. But yeah. like, I'm sure. I think I'm the minority here, but I wouldn't mind seeing that either. I wouldn't mind seeing that either. But so will the, it happen? That's a different question. Yeah. So WWE asked who... Is your dream opponent for John Cena? We're asking you here, who's your dream opponent outside of the W Universe? Hit us up on our social medias. Anyway, we're in the uh, the shadows. Next month is BCW's fifth anniversary. And my former co-host sat down with the current reigning, defending BCW Women's Champion, making her return to the show, the always enjoyable, Ruthless Lala. What is up, everyone? It is me, your favorite actor, the Hollywood assassin, Mark Schwann, invading shot of wrestling again. Buddy, you will not get rid of me, damn it. But, guys, this is not a new voice here for shot of wrestling. No, 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 no. I have a special guest. She is the BCW Women's Champion. Give it up for Ruthless Lala. Lala, how's it going? Oh, it makes me feel really so excited when you give me these nice introductions. Like, mm. <laughs> I don't write them either. I just come off the top of my head. <laughs> man, man, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Um, still a little frustrated, you know, that you know, because usually when I'm talking to you, I, I have my baby with me, but yes, I don't have my baby with me. You know, you I don't, do. I don't have my belt with me. I feel massively naked. Uh, I don't like this. Um, I'm fucking Isaiah, bro. Like, like I, I'm, I'm about to whoop his ass. But I, you know, you know, um, I'm gonna keep my composure. I promise my nephew, Marcus Marquis, that when I got into town, because I am back in New York, I'm back. I got oh. back yesterday. Oh, okay. Um, What's up? I, um, I gave my nephew my word that I wouldn't pull up on Wolf and beat the fuck out of him because they have a huge match Sunday. Uh, and I'm not going to hold you. This has been by far the most trying time for me because, like, word is bun. If I give my word, I keep it. But, man. So, I've been self-caring yesterday and today. And so far, you know, I'm good. It it it, it feels good to self-care and, you know, just chill and get everything situated. But I ain't going to hold you. I'm about ready to still pull up on him and beat his ass. Like, 
Word is born, though. I gave him a word no, out. I can't blame you. So for those that don't know or, or not paying attention to social media, especially on the indie level, uh, Isaiah Wolf and Ruthless Lala have been going to war within like the last couple months, pretty much. On social media, different promotions. It's gotten to the point where Isaiah Wolf has stolen Ruthless Lala's BCW Women's Championship. He is now still in physical possession of it. Uh, Lala, I have you know, his belt. Don't forget. That? I have his belt. I have, you have his belt too. Heavyweight championship. You feel me? So no, no, no. You, 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 you have it. Built for a belt here. You know, BCW, Anthony Cole, the owner of BCW, did give an ultimatum uh, to deliver the belt by, what was it, Friday? It was June, good day here. June 10th was the exact yep. date. It was supposed to drop off the belt. Instead, there was a big interaction on another podcast about him almost torching the belt. Like, what, what happened here? What's going on? How did it get to this point, Lala? Um, I've been trying my best not to catch a case. Like, people don't understand, and Wolf don't understand. Wolf is Wolf is my A1 day one. You feel me? Um, I've known Wolf for his whole wrestling career. Um, he has had my back um, in the ring as well as outside the ring. I... The realest shit I can ever say right now is I have by far the most uttermost respect and love for Wolf for everything he's done for me. You feel me? Not to mention he's by far one, like he's an amazing talent, you, you feel me, who's overlooked. And I believe that's the reason why we became so close and cool is because our wrestling careers have had a lot of similarities, you know, even the way that we are in the ring. So it was literally something as small as I just wanted a match with with him so I can get back to where I needed to be. I don't think people realize well, your, your system was to be shocked if I remember you saying correctly. That part, you know, like I've been out of wrestling for a year and a half. A year and a half, I sat home or in the hospital watching my friends eat, watching my friends get this bag, watching my friends succeed and like achieve all their goals and accomplishments and my motherfucking ass is sitting in the hospital bed trying to fight for my life. You feel me? Like while everybody else is wrestling opponents, I'm wrestling the Grim Reaper. And mm. I wasn't jealous. I was angry because, yo, I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be doing this. Like I'm supposed to be with my people right now having a blast, fucking up all the church's money. None of that. So when I was blessed enough to be able to return back to wrestling, I told myself, I'm not bullshitting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, playing i'm not taking my time i'm jumping head first into the lava you know that's why i called out the people that i called out and you know i told wolf privately hey let's have a match and it was always a funny shit it was always laughing and haha you don't want these problems you better ask masha what happened when she fought me better ask riley what happened when she fought me better ask what happened when jc and swole and tasha stooge but ask what happened when they fought me and i'm like i'm not them Mm-mm. I'm not them at all. I great competitors, but very different. Right. Great competitors, but I'm not them at all. You feel me? Um, and it was always a constant laughter. Like, and anybody who knows me, I don't like to be laughed at. Mm-mm. I don't, especially the fact that you're my A1 day one, and you know me better than anybody in this wrestling business. And 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 I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest about it. Let's 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 go shoot for a second. He is literally the only person around in my life that knows me better inside and outside of this ring better than my own mother 
better than any other person that I've ever known, better than my fucking trainer who trained me. Damn. You feel me? So it's like, I need people to understand this is not no situation of, oh, you know, this is just shits and giggles. This is somebody who knows how to push my buttons perfectly. And that is what he's been doing. It's just been, uh, uh. But if you let him tell it, it's my fault. It's my fault because I should have just took his answer and been okay with it and not trying to be a sister who wants to keep arguing after you get logic. And that's where he fucked up at. You, you, you looked at me and you saw like some helpless female who just got into the business, not understanding December 28th, we're coming on 20 years mm. of me being in this business. 20 years, Blood, sweat, tears I've done, traveled up and down. You feel me? Like you're not playing with just like, you're not messing with a rookie. You're messing with a vet. And this vet's going to beat your ass. And then it, 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 it comes back because you add insult to injury. You want to keep telling me to stay just wrestling women. Because wrestling men ain't where it's at. I, I beat the fuck out of Anthony Gangone. <laughs> we I just talking about that last week, me and Gangone. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand this. Like, I've, I've wrestled, you know, Teddy Hart. I've wrestled Ray Rowe. Like, the fucking, it, it, it can keep going on. Like, other, other, other people. I've wrestled Joe Black. I've wrestled fucking shit. It's a lot of people I done wrestled. I done wrestled Aaron Ash. I done wrestled. The list you know, goes I, on. The list goes on. 20 years, you've wrestled. So, like, for you to out of everybody for you to be that one person to look me in my face and laugh at me as if what I'm saying is a joke to you. And then you called my government name and me and you know how I feel about my government name, Mark. Damn right. I refuse to call you by your government name. I don't like it. And you called me by my government name. You didn't say it once. You said it twice. And this was your definition of you clapping back. Well, I clapped back and he didn't like it. I beat his ass out of his fucking flip-flops while I was in flip-flops literally you know and it's like i didn't want it to get to this it's gotten to the point now to where i promised marcus marquis and tyree taylor that no matter what me and wolf had going on it would not affect them and what they're doing were prolific but because wolf is such a dickhead it's affected like i caused them a tag team championship match and that made like like that hurt me because marcus didn't deserve that you feel me mm-hmm. wolf pissed me off so badly i ran in and I acted unrationally, you know, it was very unorthodox. Um, but then he came out after I retained my title against Karen Bam Bam, larried me. Thought that shit was sweet. It's not. You didn't do nothing. I was still walking around your hometown, Brooklyn, with your prolific hoodie on, taking pictures with your fam and your friends, still saying prolific, like you didn't do nothing. But now we're at the point to where you want to have my belt. And now you want to threaten that if I burn your belt, you're going to throw my belt in the Hudson River. Now, we all know the Hudson River. Anything goes in the Hudson River, that's it. I live by the Hudson River. There was a dead body that was taken out a few weeks ago. That's exactly what was going on. I went to ringside, and, you know, people were trying to figure out what was going on. Like, how did it get this out of control? Why are you about to put this man's belt in the oven? And here he goes, possibly out of nowhere, with the belt, drinking some wine, you know, being an asshole. You know, yeah, well, um, we, we also saw him, uh, you know, putting on a Shawn Michaels expose there with the belt as well, uh, disrespecting demand, the championship. His demand is, and I had to literally call Anthony Cole and go and call Anthony Cole and get him. Like, like you already know how Anthony Cole is. Like, he doesn't like to be in the spotlight. You know what I'm saying? He no. doesn't like to be in cameras. You know, he likes to stay where he's at and be cool. So it was, his demands was he wants a title shot. 
at the BCW Heavyweight Championship. He wants Marina Shafir. And the reason why he wants Marina Shafir is because they had a lot of exchanging of words uh, on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, they had a lot of not nice things to say about each other. And um, the one thing that I can say about Isaiah is if you irritate him, he don't forget. I'm the same exact way. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to see me for the disrespectful shit that you said. And that's how he feels. And he's like, you want this belt back? Call management. Give me my title shot whenever. When it's whenever and however he wants it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what he wants. And I told him to go to hell. And then he threatened to torch my belt. Hmm. And so I went and I called Anthony Cole. He wasn't very happy at all. And he came on to the podcast and uh, they didn't have very nice words to say to each other. Um, I told Wolf, you want this to stop? I want this to stop as well. Uh, I don't care a lot about a lot of people in this wrestling business anymore of how I used to before I came back because people show their true colors. And some people just ain't shit, you know, but the people that I do care about is Marcus Marquis and Tyree Taylor and the other people who I've hurt in the process of this situation between me and Wolf. So I want this to be done. So I told him, give me the best out of five series. Best out of five. And after this best out of five, not only do I want you to put respect on my name, I want you to stop playing with me. I want you to give me the respect that I've earned, that I've busted my ass for. And I want you to stop doubting me and stop taking me very lightly. And Anthony Cole also added that if he wanted that heavyweight championship title shot and all those things of his demands that he's saying, he got to go through some obstacles, got to do a couple of dances. You know what I'm saying? And that starts with Shane Taylor. Now, you know, this puts me in a very awkward situation because STP is also family. Um, prolific is all my nephews, every last one of them. STP, those are my brothers. Shane Taylor, O'Shea Edwards, Rev Ron. Um, I haven't, I, I just now met Moses and Khan, um, great guys, but I've known Shane, Rev, and O'Shea for many, many years. Many, many years, you know. Um, have the pictures, you know, the, the, the time and the locker rooms and like all the, the, the stories we have, you know, so I have nothing but the utmost respect for these guys, but yet at the same time, and I, I, I know it's going to sound kind of contradicting or kind of sounds like what's wrong with Lala. I'm, I'm call me weird, but this is a family matter and don't get me wrong. Shane, O'Shea, Rev, they're, they are family. This is a matter that doesn't involve them at all. Like I could easily handle Isaiah by myself. And I I kind of feel like, you know, BCW management doesn't have that faith in me to a certain extent. You feel me? Oh wow. Because I'm 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 at the situation of if if, if anybody is gonna beat the shit out of Isaiah Wolf, it's gonna be me. So and I completely understand where you're coming from there with that. So getting back to BCW management, what you touched on here. Yeah, so I, I did see that interview. So what Anthony Cole says he's got to go through Shane Taylor. Uh, that, that's an obstacle at a, a time and a place of Anthony Cole's choosing, if you will. So he doesn't necessarily even say anniversary of five, which is coming up on July 30th, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, so on my understanding is Isaiah Wolf still has in possession the BCW Women's Championship. So 
it was mentioned on Twitter. Is was that an empty threat by BCW management? Because where's the belt? Where's the championship? This is a situation that I think BCW has never dealt with. This is this is this is the difference between before I came to BCW and how it is now that I'm at BCW. Um, I'm built different. I'm a different breed. So is Isaiah. Um, when we want things. We'll go by any means, by any means necessary to get it. You feel what I'm saying? But here's the thing, though. If we would, if I was to really pull up how I've been wanting to, I probably wouldn't have a BCW Women's Champion no more because I'll be locked up. You feel me? Oh, Things are getting really, really man. bad. You know, and then at the same time, it, it wasn't an empty threat. It's just, what do you think about it? This is just one thing to where he upped it because at the end of the day, we could sit here and try to call the cops and try to make a report but i say this all the time possessions is what nonsense of the law what message does that send to any other wrestler who wants to steal another championship from another promotion though if anything this this i don't don't know and honestly whatever anybody else wants to do that's that's not my problem you know my problem is getting my bcw championship belt back i don't care about what nobody else is doing you feel me because nobody else is me you know my thing is I told BCW, let me handle it. I like, like if, if, if BCW wouldn't have gave, if BCW management wouldn't have gave this time frame, you feel me? And just listen to me and said, let me handle this. I've never said, and, and, and you're a witness, Mark. I've never said nothing that I didn't do. I said, I was going to walk in and become your new BCW women's champion. That's what I did. You did it. Yeah. I said I was going to defend that. I wanted to smoke. And what did I do? I've been on fucking tour acting foolish and I'm still your BCW women's champion. So if I say, hey, let me take care of it. I haven't gave BCW manager a reason not to trust me. Let me take care of it. You feel me? And then you got Riley Shepard, you know, like being a bully, being an instigator, being real. Ju- hey, hey, I hope you watch this, Riley. This is why you're not BCW women's champion. Because you're a gossiper. You're messy. You're dramatic. You're going on Twitter talking about, oh, Isaiah thinks BCW's women division is a joke. Nobody said that. Uh, Nobody. Well, uh, in her defense still with that, uh, and I'm not taking sides here. There is no defense of hers. And I'm going to tell you why there's no defense of hers. She's not the BCW women's champion. She's she, not. Hasn't been she hasn't been traveling up and down defending that belt and still becoming and still being the BCW women's champion. I am. That's a BCW champion problem. She's not BCW champion. So, you, so what you I need to do is mind her business, drink her fucking water and get ready to get her ass whooped on July 30th. That's the only thing she needs to worry about. Because while I've been busting my ass at BCW, Riley's been going every other world else playing geeks and sheiks and running around with her her, her tag partner, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Copeland, playing Dungeons and Dragons. You stick to that because this is grown folk shit. So you mean to tell me you, what Isaiah Wolf has been doing with the Women's Championship hasn't been degrading to the BCW Women's Division? Not just the BCW Women's Division, but to all women who have competed for BCW and it's other wrestling degrading. promotions. To, to me, it's not degrading to y'all. It, it's, it's, it has nothing to do with y'all. That's the thing. And like him taking the belt he had nothing to do with BCW. No, but he what he's done since do with, the, with the belt, with the BCW women's division. Like the, the thing is, am I pissed about it? I am pissed about it. I'm not gonna hold you. It's not the worst shit that I've seen somebody do with a belt. <laughs> not the worst. 
I've seen my belt. My belt is still white. My belt is still beautiful. You feel what I'm saying? Like, my belt is fine. Um, I think it's just that, you know what it is? It, it is the timing of it. Because, you know, we just came off Queen of the North 3. We came off making history, if you will. The first time ever that we know of where all three uh, main championships in a promotion being held by women. Now it's monumental. That's huge. The world heavyweight championship, the tag team championship and a women's championship, they all held by women at the same time. It, it's a beautiful moment. And then you have Isaiah Wolf. Yes. Taking the belt from you was personal, but what he's done with it since has been, I would agree, disrespectful. And my thing is you get no argument from me. It is disrespectful. And just like the same thing that I told Riley, Tell everybody else, it, it, it's it's not it's no disrespect to y'all. But that's the thing, it's no disrespect to y'all. He's literally doing this shit to irritate me. You feel me? Like like overly irritate me, and it worked. You feel me? I'm not I'm not in the right headspace. I've been very antsy. I've been very eager. You know what I mean? And it's like I gotta beat him at his own game. I've been beating him at his own game for months now. This is why he's went to this to this length to take my belt because I never stole his belt I never stole Isaiah's belt Isaiah threw the belt at me when he ran like a little bitch a little bit of a difference there's a huge difference and then I'm just got through with my last match before I go home to see my kids and my mother and as I'm downstairs talking to the guys he runs in and fucking sucker punches me out of nowhere you feel me all of a sudden, I'm still trying to figure out what the hell just went on. I get thrown into into a fucking wall. Saw that. Then all of a sudden, oh shit, get off of me. Let me get my bearings together. Bow. I get hit with a trash can. Like a whole fight. Not a not a not a match. Like a whole fight in front of fans. Like, show just ended. That's not my thing. Like, I'm very professional. So the fact that it had to get to that point and to that level. It was a fight. It was an actual fight. I said, once I made him bleed, I was done. You feel me? Once I made him bleed for fucking up principles, we were good. I made him bleed. I bust him in his fucking face with a kendo stick. You feel me? I was good. He was bleeding. Everything was great. You know, I took two knees. Uh, I was out for a while. You feel me? Um, I get helped up by the, by the EMTs who are trying to check on me and I see, Hey y'all, I know this is not the best time to tell you, but Isaiah took your belt. What? There's a difference. You literally went to my shit and took it. We're not the same, you know? So it's a, it's, it's a hard situation, Mark. No, it, it definitely is. And you know what? Yes, as much as you say it's personal, it is personal, it's family business, but it, it does have a domino effect, as you will. As you can see, uh, BCW management and going into July 30th, BCW anniversary five. Uh, you know, we are going over time here. Uh, but, you know, I, I'll be ill remiss if, if I did not ask you this one last question before we go. Uh, Lala, with that being said, July 30th coming up, you have that matchup defending your title against Riley Shepard. Will you be in possession of the BCW Women's Championship walking into that match? I will walk in to BCW. I will walk in to my match against Riley Shepard with a BCW championship in my hand. Like I told everybody else, I get it. I know how people feel. All I need to worry about is come July 30th, 
when I walk out to beat the fuck out of Riley Shepard and retain my BCW Women's Championship, I will have it in my hand. And then hopefully well, after this, BCW management can trust me a little bit more and understand that when I say I have something and I say I'm going to handle it, let me handle it respectfully. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen, from the champ herself. Uh, Ruth Lazala, thank you for joining us on the show. Guys, get the tickets now. They are on sale July 30th, BCW Anniversary 5. Ruth Lazala defends her women's championship against Riley Shepard at Richfield Park, New Jersey, Knights of Columbus, the mecca of indie wrestling here in the Northeast. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Riley's not winning. Just letting y'all know. So if if y'all want to bring these and new like flyers and like little little posters spoiler alert Riley's gonna get her ass whooped that's oh, it oh man listen Ruth saw I know you have a cult following I do know Riley Shepard has her cult following as well so it's gonna be interesting to see that dynamic in the crowd you know and also sure, the dynamic in the ring because you, you like recording stuff Mark you like recording stuff so make sure you record this fuck Riley Shepard and her cult say what I said say uh, what I said <laughs> Lala, thank you again. Always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. TV Takedown. It's time for this week's TV Takedown. Thank you very much, Ruthless Lala, for your great interview. Learned a lot, especially her upcoming match against Riley Shepard at BCW's 5th anniversary, July 30th. Looking forward to that. That should be following her banger match against Vanity. Looking forward to Ruthless Lala defending her championship against, and we all know Riley Shepard, what she can do. May the odds be ever in her favor. So looking forward to this. Thank you for your time. But let's move on to some TV takedown. Vacant, we had a fucking great week of TV this week. Something I mentioned about last week. Mm-hmm. Mentioned it, our post-mania show, when mm-hmm. Ezekiel made his debut. I'm like, this is going to fucking go places. This has the potential to be awesome. That was actually great. And it, it's been awesome. Now they're throwing a fucking Elias into it. Looking forward to this, and it did not disappoint. I think they did a banger job. The edited video, them backstage, Elias coming out, Ezekiel backstage. I thought they did a great fucking job with this. Can you imagine a cinematic match having a two-on-one? Wow. KO versus <laughs> Elias and Ezekiel. I cannot imagine that until you just said that. That'd be fucking great. Yeah. No, no. I, That's, I, I didn't think about that. Do it in Nashville, man. That'd be great, Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Do it there. Like, you don't need you don't need a stadium or whatever. Just have a cinematic match. It's great. That's fucking great. Wrestling is supposed to be entertainment, not real sports. People, did you notice Elias's beard was fake? Oh yeah. Well, you know what? My <sighs> wife at first, because my wife was, was was telling me that's still photo they're using of Elias. You know, that's that looks fake. I'm like, no, no, that's actually his photo. But the guy in the ring, <laughs> that's a different story. That, you could tell that shit was fake. Excuse yeah. me, kayfabe. His beard was playing on kayfabe. People, I saw online, were complaining about it. This <laughs> is stupid. What are you thinking? This is stupid. It's cl- clearly be- fake beard. Clearly, oh, shit. Clearly, that's an edited video. Wow. Paul, uh, pardon me for a second. Mm-hmm. You guys know you're not watching a documentary, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is sports entertainment. What they gave us was a textbook definition of entertainment. I've enjoyed the storyline since day one. Like I just said, I think Ezekiel has done a great job as a character. Elias did a great job on his return. 
Kevin Owens is freaking killing it. This is very entertaining. Yeah, it's a fake beard. In the ring, though, look more re- realistic. It actually looked good. And I was, even I was, the, the the hair, yeah, the, the little the, bound the, bun, the hair on his head, the bun, yeah. Stop complaining. I just it's a pet peeve of mine. People complaining about obvious bullshit when we're not supposed to be complaining about it. Y'all know that Mick Foley and Cactus Jack and Mankind and Dude Love are the same person, yet they were all in What? What? <gasps> Glass breaks in the back. Oh, my oh God. Of all the things to get complained about, <laughs> the fact that <laughs> Ezekiel's wearing a fake beard. <laughs> I want your life. I want your life. The fact that you're complaining that Ezekiel's wearing a fake beard dressed as Elias... It's what urges you so much to go on Twitter and be a keyboard warrior. I want your life. I'm jealous of you. Props to you. Well, I mean, I mean, you must have like 26-inch pythons. Yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan would be no match, you know, for the likes of you. Y'all got to suspend this belief. It's entertainment. You know, like movies? You know there's no real, like, Thor doesn't carry, like, a real hammer that does lightning, right? Yeah, he does. Where do you think lightning comes from? <laughs> Listen, I only believe Toby McGuire's spider uh, spider web. Okay, that's real. <laughs> we'll see that conversation off air. <laughs> Just a quick side note with the NXT. Nikita Lions is coming back this week, but I've also been enjoying talking about storylines. I've been enjoying Santos Escobar and La Garota Fantasma. I guess Tony D and the family. The way they've been doing this now that Legato is part of the family and they work for Tony D, but they don't want Work for Tony D. They're fucking them over. They're screwing them over. Santos cost Tony D the North American Championship. Mm-hmm. And that's how NXT ended. Him yelling about it. But uh, I think it was Vic Joseph said that Tony's told them that if he cost me this championship, they'll be held to pay next week. So I'm tuning in next week because if, if you're going to watch NXT, we talked about it last segment. This upcoming week is the one you want to watch. Long-term storytelling, baby. Yeah. You got to believe in the long-term storytelling. It's alive, people. It's still there, it's, yeah. It's, it's it in, works. It, I mean, not necessarily in the main roster. No. But it's alive where it counts. Yep. Doing a good job with it. NXT, I think next week's the go-home show to Great American Bash. Right. So that should be a good show. AEW mentioned last week, Christian turned on Jurassic Express. Man. I was looking forward to what the fallout of this. <laughs> this, yeah, pro, this promo interview, whatever you want to call it. Freaking fantastic. Yeah, you said you watched it. Your thoughts? Again, long-term storytelling. Y'all remember when he lost to Jungle Boy last year, right? And all of a sudden, the week after, oh, we're friends. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. See, Get the right fuck out of here. That what you knew what was coming. Yep. You knew it was coming then, but we forgot about it. You knew, yeah, I forgot yeah, about it. I'm, that, I, I'm that, stupid. I forgot about it. That's the magic of long-term yep. storytelling. Preach. Tony or whoever was that produced this crap, congratulations. Y'all pulled it off. You made me believe that booking is great booking is actually possible. I believed it when he said your father's dead. <laughs> he caught me there. My was it oh. fucked up? Yes. You think Jungle Boy is crying about it? No. It's part of the story. Yeah. Just like his dad used to tell stories back in nine oh two one oh. Just saying. But it was fantastic. The I look to- forward to that in uh, All Out. Double or nothing? I don't know. No, double or nothing. Pass. Blackjack? <laughs> the buy-in, bro. Y- Yahtzee? <laughs> Yahtzee. 
No, I look I look forward to that match and all out. And and then the whole thing with uh Luchasaurus. What the this fuck? Is, this is what we're gonna touch on. This is what hit it home for me. We knew what Christian was gonna come out and say. Going back to what you just mentioned. Right. Wasn't expecting the whole dad stuff, but it made sense. It made sense. You gotta him make a saying how his mom wants to fuck him. <laughs> Be his new dad. <laughs> Pure genius. It was but fantastic. W- but what they fucking did with Luchasaurus coming in to get revenge for his partner, but Christian manipulating him and taming him, like you said. And you see the confusion, Luchasaurus. Again, he's wearing a mask, but the way he just body was language was saying. And then Christian calmed him down. Let's go. I want to talk to you. Let's talk. Not here. Let's go backstage and talk. He's so confused. Luchasaurus leaves the ring, and you see the Christian had that cocky smile on his face. That body language. This is probably one of my favorite segments of AEW in recent memory. No. I think this was better than MJF's it, thing. It, it's, it's good storytelling. MJ- Again, what did I say with the last time I was here? You don't need that. If, if you're MJF and you're cursing to whatever, that's fine. Yeah. But I also feel like there's a weakness there for you to yell out a curse word. And again, I'm not trying to sound like a, 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 a fairy here. All you got to do is hearken back to Undertaker Triple H, uh, the match that was going to take place in uh, in Atlanta. Oh, 27. Not a word. I love that segment. People hated on it. Yeah. But I was like, that not was, a word. That was great. And it was effective. You knew what was coming. You don't need to say a word to show your intention. You know what I mean? And that's what happened here, too. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't need to speak to show your intention. Sometimes you need action. Sometimes you need body language, psychology, you know? So we'll see how this how this goes. Is Luchasaurus a little conflicted? Is he going to turn on Jungle Boy? Magic we Cri- don't know. Him turning heel with Christian, that'd be great. You know, is, Jungle, is Luchasaurus going to unmask? Mm. Who the fuck knows? But you know what? I'm invested in it. It's a veteran versus someone who's up and coming right now. Yeah. So I'd be very interested in seeing where this is going. Plus Jungle Boy going beating Christian. Christian putting him over. It's a huge fucking rub nice for Christian. Rub. Jungle Rub Boy. Nice rub. But even even if Christian won, right? Yeah. Is it bad for Jungle Boy? Not so much. No. I don't think so. Because it's fucking you, Christian. You've got Grand Slam coming up. Yeah. Then you have like uh, Revolution, I think. Or Full Gear. Full Gear. Triple Seven slot machine, yeah, something, know. something like that. <laughs> the next pay per view in November, you have that coming up. So again, long, long term storytelling. Something that has been lost in mainstream professional wrestling. Yeah. You can pull that off here. AEW's pulled that off already with Omega and Moxley. Um, they pulled it off with Moxley and Jericho. They yeah. pulled it off with um, Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. That was good. Yeah, yeah. So Serena Deeb and. Uh... Shida. Shida. Ikaro Shida. That was good, too. Yeah, so that, w- again, long-term storytelling story can work. Yep. You just need to execute it right. Now, is Tony Khan 100% right all the time? No. Yeah, no one is. No. This is just a fanboy playing with, you know, action figures. I'll admit that. And I'm an A, a- you know, I-, I like AW. You need to thank the producers for actually giving a fuck. <laughs> Of giving us something that we can be invested in. You need investment in wrestling. To be, Preach. hey, you know what? This is the guy I'm rooting for. I'm going to buy his shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy his headband. I'm going to buy the shorts. Etc, etc, etc. You need someone to invest in. 
and wearing a Chris Jericho shirt. I hey, listen. Back in the day when he was doing the list, that's the shirt I'm wearing right now. I invested in Chris Jericho. Why? Because that was actually long term storytelling with with uh, Kevin Owens back in the day. Yeah, that was good. That's when I bought this shirt. Fantastic. You wearing his shirt? Fantastic too. Why? Because you were invested in him. Yeah. So, do we need long-term storytelling? Absolutely. It's not dead. And if it dies, you've got a problem. Yeah. Going on to Impact. Impact this past weekend had the 20th anniversary. Ah. Congratulations. It was fantastic. I was debating whether or not to get it or not. For some reason, I just... I could have gone without watching it. Okay. Happy I bought it. That show from beginning to end was a banger. Okay. The woman's... Queen of the Mountain match, the Impact versus Honor No More, Moose, Sammy Callahan in a Monstrous Ball match. It was just Impact's 20th anniversary delivered. A lot of surprises, a lot of wrestlers using famous Impact TNA wrestlers' moves as an homage. Right. We had a video package from AJ Styles, posted it on my social medias. Nice surprise. Impact's anniversary aired 20 years to the day, but it was a good show overall. Leading us to the uh, fallout on Impact, Sammy Callahan and Moose had a great Monsters Ball match. Monsters Ball, one of their staples. Right. Sammy Callahan won. Moose attacked him on Impact. Sammy Callahan, a little upset. He, looking for Scott Demore backstage, he runs a Gail Kim, who's an authority figure. To settle this feud, he wants to go against Moose right. in a Ravens Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. That against all odds, the next coming premium live event on impact plus i had never heard of this before this match hasn't been seen since 2012 hasn't been seen in since 2009 in impact okay there usually is weapons hanging from the chains above the ring it can be false count anywhere or in the past you could win by putting your opponent from a scaffold through two tables interesting so what i'm reading is it's a clusterfuck yeah it's a monster's ball or the Extreme Rules match amped up. Ambrose Asylum match. So I'm looking forward to that coming up against all odds because Moose and Sammy Callahan against Monsters Ball was great. Amping it up to 100. Looking forward to that. No, but for the nostalgic fan, it'll be yeah something nice to say. No, not nostalgic fan. These are the hardcore fans because I've never heard of this before. I'm sure people mark that I one. I haven't heard of it either, but I'm sure that TNA slash Impact has a hardcore following. Yeah. So for them to see something like this would be a nice, you know, hey, let me reminisce of the good old days. But it's not the good old days. This is something that I invested myself in for almost 20 years or for more than 20 20 years. years, Two decades. Amazing. Yeah. So I think it's 21 years because they started in late 20, late 2001. Okay. But we'll see. Any thoughts on uh, SmackDown tonight? To me, it's amazing that like the men's uh, money in the bank. Uh, ladder match, you were still filling out spaces. There's still two spots left. No, but you were still filling out spaces, bro. You gave out two spots at the main event. So Sheamus and well, you Drew re- McIntyre you gave two spots, but they had them at the beginning of the show, right? Which I, again, that's a dip. Again, they I don't know why they did that. I don't considering know that last week they're like, hey, you two have spots, yeah. but now, you, but somehow you got to earn it. Storyline like, kind of made sense. Yeah, that's but bullshit. Whatever. But like at the end of the day, the women's. The women's Money in the Bank match. Still not fold out. You still have one spot left. Mm-hmm. But you still have a few spots left in the men's one. So we're like, yeah. hey, you still got a week left. Like, I understand this could be fixed on Monday on Raw and, and next, week on, next week on SmackDown. 
But think- I feel like by like the last week, you need to have that well, story a little bit developing. Do you think they will be surprised? They won't give us the last guy. No, I think they'll give. I think the surprise will be the woman. Okay. And who was it? I I I would say Bailey. That was my first thought, but I heard on Twitter she's apparently not fully cleared yet. Is she playing me? I mean, at this point, it could be a, uh, a play on whatever they're doing, but I think it could be Bailey. And who else? But they could just very well fill the spot next week on Raw, or they even don't. They may not fill the spot. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. What if Natalia loses her women's title match against Ronda? Mm-hmm. Just happens to be added to the match. Fair enough. But I do fear that, like, okay, you have now a Raw women's match. Just a little not happening right now? The Raw women's title? Yeah. Oh, no, it's her um, Bianca Belair against Carmella. Okay. Good for Carmella. Is she going to win, though? No. And there you go. So it's a but, throw-off. But we're not. It's professional wrestling. It's none of that wins and losses here. No, I understand It's that. about her taking her up 20 minutes of fame. No, and showing I, what she can I do. completely understand that. But I, I know you do because you're a smart man. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people, like Carmella, same thing. I, somebody was talking about, uh, guys, just enjoy the ass. It's great. So we'll leave it at that. All right, Vegan, time to get some go-home thoughts. Let's wrap things up here. We just talked about TV. Great week of TV that it was. Before the show started, me and you were talking about TV as well. Obi-Wan can all be ended. Great show. Thoughts? You know what? It's just solidifies the fact that Darth Vader is the greatest villain of all time. Preach. Facts. But like I told you off air, you wouldn't have a Darth Vader without a Palpatine. Palpatine is the greatest villain of all time, too. Ready? ready here we go. Ready? Vader. Lord Vader. That's right. I'm pretty good. That's pretty good. But um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things I told you off air, too. Uh, we're just rehashing. Because fucking we had a badass conversation. That was a very badass show. A very long conversation. But we were talking about how... We know the relationship between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin. Mm-hmm. We know what Darth Vader is capable of, and we saw what he did with Obi-Wan in Episode 4. But there's something I never really thought about. The relationship between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader in between 3 and 4. And that's something I was aware of or wanted to even think about until this, this show. People are criticizing it. I was thinking about this show. It's only six episodes. But it hit, the, it, it hit a home run. Even at the end of that six episode, not at the end, but... Like, towards the middle, he called him Darth. If you remember from episode four of that movie, and I'm trying to sound like a nerd here. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you remember, like, uh, Vader telling him, like, hey, when I left you, I was I was with the learner, but now I'm the master. Yeah. And Obi-Wan says, only the master of evil, Darth. It gives you perspective as to why he calls him Darth. So, because his friend is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, quote, unquote, dead. Spoiler alert! Yeah. The, the, the battle scene, though, dude. I, I am what those you made. Were great, man. I am what you made me. Him breaking the fucking mask. It was just and seeing half Anakin, half Darth. Yeah, that was great. That was fucking. And he, hearing Anakin's voice meld into Darth's voice. Yeah, that was sick. That was fucking great. That was sick because you felt like there was a conflict there. Yeah, but then you knew that at the time, Darth Vader was still much in control. Yeah. You know, so. There was still a conflict. There was still that meld, which emphasized the conflict going on yep. inside of Darth Vader. If I may, I know. I sound like Christopher Walken. Episode 4, Darth Vader's alive. Obi-Wan Kenobi's alive. It did not spoil Obi-Wan Kenobi for me. No, it didn't. People are like, oh, I know they're both alive, so I know nothing's going to happen. 
fuck you, sit back, relax, and enjoy. I was talking about it earlier in the wrestling business. Just relax and enjoy. Long-term storytelling. Yes, thank you. Long-term <sighs> storytelling. Are you watching Miss Marvel? I am, actually. How is that? It's okay, but I want her to get over her teen angst and get to the point. Because I know later this year we have to watch The Marvels. Yes. The one show I'm confused about is Moon Knight, though. Because uh, I started watching that now, and I'm just okay. like, what the fuck is going on? Right I'm now? one episode in. I'm halfway through, and I'm just like, what the hell? I'm so confused. I don't think I've talked about it on the show. If I have, I apologize for repeating myself. But now since someone's here to listen to me, bear with me. Marvel are assholes. I have zero, zero interest in watching Moon Knight. I have zero interest in watching Ms. Marvel. Honestly, I had zero interest in watching Loki. Loki's good. It's very good. Yeah. But I feel like I'm forced to watch these because in episode one of Moon Knight, he had a date with his hot-ass co-worker who he stood up. But now I'm thinking, watch his woman appear in a fucking post credit scene in a fucking movie later on, and I won't know who she is until I watch the series. But now Miss Marvel is going to appear in Captain Marvel. Like, Marvel, I don't give a shit about these characters, but I'm forced to watch these because in future movies, I'm going to need to know the backstory. So they are so... The way they intertwine everything is genius. Not necessarily with Moon Knight, but I would say that with Miss Marvel, you're going to have to watch all... I think it's six episodes, if I'm not mistaken. So, if you get above the Teen Angst shit, mm-hmm. you'll learn something. Okay, I'm down for that. But, I know, my wife and I watched episode three today, and we're just like, of Moon Knight. And we're just like, what the fuck is going on? We were recording the show Friday, June 24th. Right. I would be remiss if I don't bring up the fact that we're talking about Impact's 20th anniversary. Ooh. Bret Hart posted an emotional post how it was 20 years ago since he suffered a stroke. I'm sorry, Bret. If it wasn't for Goldberg punting you yeah. in the head, he wouldn't have that. But it, like, he posted a picture. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to laugh. But like, no, I get it. He posted a picture of him walking down the aisle at WrestleMania 26. And a lot of people shit on that match. He even said in this post it wasn't a greatest match. but It wasn't. The fact that he came back to wrestle. The such point, a huge milestone. And the, props to him. Congratulations, 20 years. Okay. To Bret Hart's credit. The point of that match was what? What did you want to see in that match? Oh, him kick his ass. Vince got his no, ass not necessarily kick his ass, but you wanted Vince in the sharpshooter. That was the point of that match. So you know what, Brent? Don't knock yourself out for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being here. You know what? I'm glad to be here. And you know what? If you allow me a few seconds. Uh-oh. Green Man was supposed to be here today. I didn't want to say that. But I had to step in again because when he found out that I was going to be here, he said no. So, Green Man, I tell you again, last time we were face-to-face, I beat you in wrestling trivia. And now I want you to face me again because I feel that I was still cheated. So, Green Man, I want you to come face-to-face with me at SummerSlam. Ooh, shit. Shot of wrestling. Damn. The gauntlet's been thrown down, huh? It's about pride, man. It's about the fact that you've been on this earth longer than me. But I can still beat you. And I just want to beat you again. Because it's satisfying. 
So, Green Man, if you accept my challenge to be in this recording studio one more time in front of the great putty. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. Let's settle this once and for all. I've known Green Man a long time. I was there for the birth of Green Man. He's a diehard wrestling fan. You he is, own Green Man. He knows a lot about wrestling. I do own Green Man, by the way. I want Green Man in this ring now. And I want to beat him. But as much as I know Green Man, you know he won't accept that challenge, right? Green Man, if you don't accept this challenge, you're a coward. And you're a Rudy Pooh candy ass, to quote oh, a great one. Oh, shit. I want... To beat you fair and square. I want to see blood. How about this? Because that's not going to happen. You lay out a challenge to Greenman. If he does not accept, I will transfer the rights to Greenman to you. You know what? I accept that challenge. You have till SummerSlam, Greenman. I'm giving you ample time. You want to go to war with me? I'll go to war with you. So, Greenman, it is in your best interest to accept my challenge. So, is Greenman... Yellow? Green Man is looking a little bit greenish yellow right now. Because you know what? At least he faced me two other times. But right now, Green Man is focusing on responsibilities and not to the wrestling fan, which is what this podcast is about. From the fans to the fans. So, Green Man, you have forgotten the fans, but I haven't forgotten the fans. You know what? You're a coward, Green Man. So, I am issuing the challenge to you. And to quote the Macho Man, I'm going to win. Ooh, yeah. Vacant again, thank you for being here. Where can people find you on social media? WWE Vacant 316 and all social media. The summer of Vacant is going to continue, my friend. And I will be here when you need me. For Vacant. For my former co-host. For the reigning, defending BCW Women's Champion, Ruthless Lala. I have been your host at Mojo Party. Until next week. Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night everybody. <laughs>